97 to Now Productions, in conjunction with KNBC 95.1 FM Radio, proudly present From the Files of Jack R. Rabbit, Murder by Garland. This is me, Jack R. Abbott. That's right. My dearly departed parents were having a little fun. I can tell you hundreds of bunny jokes the kids laid on me through my school years. How's hopping around been today, Rabbit? Did you bring your carrots today, Rabbit? But in spite of everything, I grew up, and here I sit on, of all things, a metal bench between an old paddle wheel boat and an IMAX theater in New Orleans. My green tennies, walking shorts, and my black t-shirt getting soaked from a driving rain. Maybe one of those lightning bolts will end it all. And poor Winston, lying beside me in the grass, suffering just like me, blowing gas downwind. At least I've managed to keep my joint lit. Winston and I left all our friends in Berkeley traveled all the way here in Doreen's old van with just a box of my favorite garlic and a kilo of golden Berkeley green. Ran out of the good stuff halfway here, but still have the garlic to remind me of home. I mean, it was nice of an aunt I never met to will me her apartments in the French Quarter. Got me out of managing the Berkeley apartments and away from all those crazies. Of course, I inherited a new bunch of crazies. The good thing is it also gave me a whole bunch of new ideas about stories so I can finally get rid of my reputation as the world's greatest unpublished mystery writer. I almost had it with the Amelia Franconi fiasco. Murder by Garlic would have been my first great novel, but no, here I am. Um, here Winston and I are. What the blazes are we doing here? Speaking of my new bunch of crazies, here comes Munch, running through the rain. I guess those eight knee operations didn't slow the old retired linebacker after all. There's a hurricane on the way. Time to go back to the apartments and batten down the hatches. I don't care anymore. I came here to become the world's greatest mystery writer. I've been here two weeks, and inspiration? Nothing. Almost run out of my favorite garlic. Winston is bored, too. Glad to see you've taken the fart factory out of the apartment building. Some of the renters are beginning to talk. What's that feather hanging out of his mouth? They'll get used to it. My renters in Berkeley did. I heard about those naked people and all the stuff they smoked. No wonder. Greatest place on Earth. Good old Berkeley. Another planet, that's for sure. Playing the Niners or the Raiders out there was like being in outer space. I really miss it. Oh, what the hell? You miss Berkeley? This is knowledge. The French Quarter, for Christ's sake. You want inspiration to write mysteries? You met Nuke, the stripping lawyer? She's full of mysteries. You got Sizzle and Shirley, a voodoo queen in apartment seven, a guy who trains monkeys in apartment eight, the mayor, Ghosts everywhere, and Rousseau, the mysterious head of the underworld who controls the city. See? Lots of ideas to start you off. 
You also have anything you want to eat, drink, or smoke, and the stories about them and who grows what. Stories are endless. All you have to do is find the right one to get you started. You can also tell me what's with that pinky ring you're always fiddling with. That's probably a story. Here, you want the last draw? And this good stuff. There's plenty around. The real problem is I really do miss Berkeley. I miss standing around in the park with my friends, smoking skunk, marching with the naked people, the smell of garlic, the sounds of Bart, fire engines, police cars, the fog, the Golden Gate. Now I get it. Doreen goes to Berkeley to perform an operation on a shih tzu for some rich guy and you get down in the dumps. Winston feels the same way. And so she took her basset hound wrinkles too. I'm going back to the apartments and get ready for the hurricane. You two can stay here and mope all you want. You and that little pinky ring of yours. And your smelly dog can blast away. Don't make fun of the ring. It reminds me of Berkeley too. I suppose you wrote a story about one of them sex changers who took the ring as a reminder. Hardly. Bonnie Brown is a special agent, all woman, and carries a large pistol named Johnson next to her butt. She gave this ring to me in case I ever needed her. She's just about the nicest person I ever met. Sounds like she was the best inspiration anyone could have. And you still left. I'd like to hear all about her back at the apartments, not outside in the teeth of a hurricane. That was her. Hurricane Bonnie Brown. Sounds like my kind of woman. You'd love her. And her partner, too. Come on, Jack. It's hell out here. those boxes aside and take the couch. I'll sit in the recliner by the patio door. What about Winston? Yeah, he'll climb up on the large hassock in front of the television, put it onto the football channel, and leave the sound off while I pour a glass of cheap red. You want any? Okay, I'll turn it on. For what reason, I have no idea. As for the cheap wine, no thanks. He likes to watch reruns. It also helps him keep his gas under control. By all means. Gutter's gonna go tonight. I'm sure of it. Your aunt wanted me to go up on the roof, hang over the side, and fix it. No way. That's three stories to the pavement. I never met her. She nice? Sweet old lady. Loved her begonias and cheap bourbon. That what killed her? Booze? The police found her body in the bathtub. They said natural causes. I've had my suspicions. But no proof. Murder? My aunt was murdered? Again, no proof. Maybe a possible story? Maybe. Told ya. I'll open the slider slightly. He gets excited when someone scores. We could be in trouble. This is a high-scoring game, as I recall. A little rain inside won't hurt. Now that we're all settled in, why so low, Jack? All this talk about Berkeley, Ryder's Block, special agents, and that pinky ring, what about that? Well, first, her name is Bonnie Brown. 
She was given several nicknames, starting with the letter B when she was young, in her Nevada backwoods home, because of the early emergence of her, um, femininity. But she's just Bonnie Brown to me. Viva femininity. Where did Munch come from? When your name is Aurelius Jeremiah Washington and you love hitting people because of it, Munch seemed to fit. What about you? You can imagine when your name is Jack R. Abbott. The rabbit? That's why I prefer just Jack. Not very creative or inspiring. Just like I said, sitting out there in the storm. Inspirations have abandoned me. Come on. You're sitting on a gold mine in the heart of Party Central. Nuke can get you involved in the wackiest mysteries. What else do you need to inspire you? Lately, since I've been here, each time I pretend to be something or somebody, I get all excited, start writing, then BAM! I think of Berkeley, and it's over. I don't know what to do anymore. What about that ring you keep playing with? Maybe a little talk about it in Berkeley will get you through this funk. Catharsis always worked for me when I had a busted knee. I always thought about this chick with big... You're probably right. You have any weed? This wine is okay, but a little grass would really get me going. I'd go out and find you some, but not in this hurricane. I don't know where else to find any, except for Darian's room. And he's trying sober for a few weeks. There was no trouble finding weed in Berkeley. We would stand in People's Park, a whole bunch of us, mostly naked, enjoying each other's stories and dreams, passing the good stuff around. Even Winston enjoyed it, and would find an injured gull to snack on. That's what the white feather hanging out his mouth was. Yeah, he got lucky earlier. Why did you leave? It had to do with more than inspirations. I was living rent checks to rent checks, and the landlord was ready to can me for not agreeing to give him a bigger cut. My wife, Betty, died giving birth to our daughter, Jill, almost 20 years ago. I was spending all my money sending her to a fancy college in the East. When I was given this place, I could actually save a little. The ring? Okay, okay. Bonnie Brown's ring. (laughs) It was my 45th birthday, and I had just finished a phone call with Jill, wishing me well, and asking for money to go to some dance at her college. Let me tell you, nothing is free at Vassar. It was late afternoon and the sun was disappearing behind the Golden Gate as I sat with my laptop open. I couldn't decide whether to work on Murder by Grunge or something else. My growing writer's block from lack of inspiration had grabbed hold of me. Winston was watching a Raiders rerun and my bottle of cheap red was half full. I had just started to write. The dark red blood rolled down his moist cheeks as I wiped my silver stiletto on my chartreuse speedo. The doorbell buzzed, meaning someone wanted inside the building. Almost at the same time, Winston let out one of his biggest... Outside! I opened the sliding glass door. Winston rolled down from the hassock and lumbered outside while I went to the intercom. You from the IRS? No, this is Emilia Franconi from the Giardini Daglio restaurant. We met at the mixer last week. Emilia Franconi, the garlic goddess herself. Yes, Emilia, what can I do for you? 
I need to talk to you. It's a matter of life and death. Murder. Oh my god. This place is trashed and Winston has let out a beauty. Emilia, I'm occupied at the moment. Call the police. I have. And they won't listen. You are the only one who can help. Isn't murder your specialty? Please, let me in. We must talk. A peek in here and the world's greatest chef will barf. I'll make it worth your while. Really worth your while. I'll buzz you in, but be prepared. It's been a while since I did any housekeeping. The magic words. She's wealthy, and I need a lot of money to keep Jill at Vassar. It's one o'clock. Won't this storm ever stop? Patience. Could last all night and day like the last one. Or it could be over in a few seconds. Your Berkeley apartment sounds a lot like what you got here. You were motivated after you let the chick in. What happened? I want to hear about Bonnie and her femininity. Now, who could that be at this time of night? Hello? Who calls me at one o'clock in the morning? Jack, it's me, Nuke. Nuke? From Shorty's joint? Yes. I understand you're looking to find a good story about murder, and you've actually solved a few along the way. Yes, I do solve some murders. You available to solve a new one? Well, no. I'm trying to ride out the storm like everyone else. Something that might possibly stimulate that criminal mind of yours just came my way. The taster at the Tabasco plant on Avery Island has been poisoned. And you want to know if I'd work with you on solving the murder? Yes. You and I would take it on together. But I need you to go with me in a few hours. In a few hours? We need to be on the road soon. Very soon. Okay. I'm in. You know where I live? Munch told me. Alright. See you in a few. That was interesting. I heard you say Nuke. She's always interesting. I told you. She'll stir up several stories. Something about a murder on an island that produces Tabasco. There you go. Your first big adventure. Good old Nuke. Maybe the story you're looking for. Several of them. Aren't you worried about danger? That's what this ring is for. Danger. Okay. Okay, the ring? It's the hurricane sirens. So this garlic chick asked you to go undercover and find whoever was trying to kill her? Something about not paying enough attention to her garlic garden. I didn't know at the time that I wasn't the only one snooping around. Bonnie and her partner were on their way to the restaurant. And there was also this private eye Amelia hired. We should be at the wharf eating crab, not waiting outside his closed door in the federal building for our office crab to finish talking to D.C. It's about the president's visit. Last minute directions. Plenty to crab about for sure. Come in, sit down, and I'm not a crab. He has the ears of an elephant. Trunkless. And I do hear everything. Sorry, it's been a long day. In two days, the president will be speaking to a downtown club at noon. 
visiting the hate after that, and we'll end up at the Giardini Dalio restaurant in Berkeley. Go to that restaurant tomorrow and make sure he'll be safe. Weren't we going with him and his team to the Cliff House tomorrow? The First Lady wants him to sponsor a bill creating organic school lunches laced with garlic grown by the students. You'll go to Berkeley. You've got your orders. Now get out of here. And don't embarrass me doing whatever it is you're going to do tonight. Agent Sheets? I'd say the wharf is in order. Lead on, Agent Brown. Now what? Reverend Weeks, is something wrong? You're wearing your church robes. Can I gather all the tenants together and pray? Last time we almost lost our roof and could have been homeless. That's right, but all we lost so far is a loose gutter. That's because I got them all together and prayed. We'd be spared from the devil's doings. Tell you what, Reverend, you go back to your apartment and pray as hard as you can. If you want, knock on all the apartments to see if anyone will join you. How about you and Mr. Munch? You coming? Actually, I'm involved in a little counseling session right now that has a higher priority, at least for my future. I will say a quiet one for all the tenants myself. But, but... Back to the story. I'm starting to feel much better. Sure you don't want a beer or some cheap red? Nah, I just want to know about that pinky ring. Bonnie and her partner were not your usual agents, as I learned. Especially Bonnie. How many of those Irish coffees have you had? I'm three sheets. <laughs> sheets of sheets. I knew you East Coast girls couldn't outdrink your girl from Battle Mountain. The big tattoo guy next to you keeps trying to get your attention. Something you like to say to me? Where in the blazes is Battle Mountain? It's where men are men and women make them kiss our butts when they talk dirty. Tell you what. Watch the naked lady tattoo on my arm. That's what we make our women do. Dance naked or else. Tell you what. How about you and I go one round? Arm wrestling? You win. I let you put that slimy hand under my blouse and feel something you've never felt before. If I win, you bend over and kiss my butt in front of this whole crowd. Lady, you're on. May as well loosen up that blouse right now. First, let's have one more round. Bartender. Ladies and gentlemen in this fine establishment, let me have your attention. I have been challenged to an arm wrestling match by this nicely endowed woman here. And I want you all to witness her demise. You gonna sit down and put your slimy elbow on the table or not? You sure about this? I mean, look at that arm. Piece of cake. You know what they say. The bigger they are. You sure you want to do this, whoever you are? My name is Guido. You'd better get ready for the feel of your life. What's the matter, big boy? Don't know how to hold a lady's hand? Why, you... Two out of three. You got lucky. 
Not luck, Guido. You're just a tool with tattoos to me. What? You're gonna feel the back of my hand on your face. Hold it right there. You wanna feel something, Guido? I want you to take your left hand, put it on my back, and move it downward. Go ahead. There. That's Johnson. A friend of mine with 13 kisses just waiting to meet you. If you and your friends don't get up slowly and make your way out of this fine establishment right now, I will have to introduce you to him personally. Got it? Come on, boys. This place is boring anyway. Another one for the victor, eh? Sure. Guy's lucky I didn't knee him in the groin. He didn't have a chance against the Lander County Fair champion six years running. Just another night out for Bonnie Brown. Yeah. I'll bet Berkeley's got more excitement than this. Come on. So, the ring. After Amelia told me what she wanted, I decided to spring into action. It was late at night. Come on, Jack. The ring before the whole building collapses. Nothing like a storm to stir you, is there? I mean, I feel ready to write again. Jack, you've got me hooked. The ring. And open that slider. Damn the wind and rain. Oh, can you get the front door? I'll deal with Winston. Jack, it's Cecilia, our resident voodoo queen, wearing a see-through nightie. Can she come in? See-through? <laughs> sure, why not? Cecilia! What's, uh, what's that you're holding? A voodoo doll to stop the devil from destroying us. That what those pins are for? Yes, Mr. Abbott. Welcome to the French Quarter. Can I stay? I am so scared. Sure. The couch has room next to lunch. Is that the smelly dog? Yes. Hopefully the wind and rain will counteract one of his finest. It's okay, Cecilia. Mr. Abbott was just telling a story about Berkeley and garlic and murder. I love garlic. I want to hear. Okay, okay. So, I went to Amelia's restaurant, wearing my super sleuth disguise, ready to find out who was trying to kill her. You cook too? Yes, before the rush. I like to make sure the pasta is just right. I don't smell garlic. <laughs> One of my many secrets. Um, what's with the wig, the tiny moustache, and the horned rim glasses? One of my many disguises. Ah, so you also have secrets. You'd be surprised. See that overweight, balding guy over there? The one drinking wine. He the one been threatening you? No, no. He's Rodney Cherland, Ace Detective Agency. Go meet him. He's helping find the killer, too. Mr. Cherland? Jack R. Abbott. Sorry, gout's got me, or I'd get up. Sit, here's my card. Rodney Churland, 741 Cedar Street, Berkeley. <laughs> That's near the teardown house by the freeway, right? Hey, that teardown house is my home and office. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, you're going to be our eyes and ears inside the restaurant. You're going to bust stables, maybe cook, maybe wait, maybe pour a little wine. I want you to find out what you can from everyone, customers and workers. 
No one knows you're undercover, except the three of us. Say, you look familiar under that disguise. The parade? <laughs> the naked people, yes. Uh, maroon bows placed uh, strategically. You want to join us next time? <laughs> ever see a beached whale walk? No, but who would ever notice? Hey, uh, you ever wear a wire? I want to record everything you hear. I'll be outside in my van. We're a team. We will catch the killer. Whatever. Here comes the boss. You two got it together? Our deal still stands, doesn't it, Amelia? Yes, of course. A deal is a deal. You help me, and I will publish your first mystery. By the way, we have special guests checking us out. A couple of federal agents. The President and First Lady are having dinner here in two days. Put on an apron. You've got tables to clean, a counter to wipe down, a sommelier to smooth, and a fire to set. Mr. Cherland will wire you. All right, naked boy, into my van. <sighs> Sit. Okay, bear that sunken chest. You should try naked yourself. There's something about being free. Like I said, you ever seen a beached whale? Hold this while I take it. Isn't this the old model, Mike? I write mysteries and stay up on all the latest tech. Have you seen the new stuff? Just shut up. Old stuff works just fine, too. <sighs> there. Pour wine, loosen up some vocal cords, get some good info. And give me a cell number in case I need to buzz you. Good info is right. Let's kick some booty. I'm Jeremy the Sommelier. You're Mr. Abbott, aren't you? Just the way Amelia described. Have you ever poured wine? All the time. Unscrew the top, pour in a coffee mug, heaven. My god, I hope you're joking. Surrounded by a sommelier's dream and I get a derelict. Damn, Amelia, I could kill her! You're joking, aren't you? <laughs> you really going to kill Amelia? A figure of speech. You do know what that means, don't you? Uh, saying you're going to kill someone seems pretty serious to me. About wine. You must watch a little television, cooking shows, pouring wine. Ooh, would you like another glass, my dear? How about our best bottle after that cheap stuff? Emilia has special bottles she saves for guests like you. You don't need training. You need a keeper. Here, practice. Because these are for practice. What's this one? Dumb Perignon? Bonnie. Let's ask the guy opening the bottle where we can sit. Excuse me, sir. Can we just sit here? Ah! Oh my god! Oh, sorry. You scared me. Well, you've completely soaked the left one. Care to try for the right? Here, let me wipe that off. Touch my breast and you die. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, can I get you some clothes? <laughs> Not unless you have a 44 triple D in the storage room. Well... <laughs> I do have an invitation to join the naked people in the next parade. <laughs> oh, you're funny. How about I just sit down and let everything dry off? What have you done? 
I must call Amelia. She already knows we're here. Special Agents Brown and Sheets. I'm Jack. Well, Special Agents, nice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) I take it you're the entertainment? Clemens didn't say this was a comedy club. Please, sit down. Pick any booth you want. I'll pour for you myself. Why not Jack? He's still got to try and get the right side of my blouse wet. (laughs) (sighs) Mr. Abbott, I don't know what you've got on Amelia that allows you to screw things up so much, but maybe you should try cleanup and ditch the booze bath. You're funny. Did you hear someone is really trying to kill her? Other than you, of course. Idiot. No one would dare hurt Amelia. She's a saint. If we all ate like she preaches, the world would be healthier and happier. They burned a lot of people like that at the stake, didn't they? You are impossible. I'll be back with a couple of glasses and a bottle of red. That'll be great. Jack, is it? Jack R. Abbott, at your service. (laughs) Wine being served by a rabbit. I told you it would be more fun here in Berkeley. Excuse me, uh, my cell is buzzing. Looks like I'm wanted outside. Bye, Rabbit. From the files of Jack R. Rabbit, Murder by Garlic will continue after this brief break. And now, Murder by Garlic continues. What the hell is going on in there? Nothing, except for the Somalia who threatened to kill Amelia. What a joke. Everyone knows that except some imbecile from Berkeley. Get closer to the two women. They're not here for food. They're special agents checking out the place ahead of the president's visit. Get me information. Use your charm. That old car almost hit you. There he is. There's Fatty's van. The boss wants him dead. Do him. Let's do him now. The boss said to make him suffer for holding out and wanting more money. Who's the skinny geek with him? Looks like a real Berkeley weirdo. Come on. We know where Fat Boy lives. Let's give him the pig. You see that car cruise by like they were checking the place out? Look like they were more interested in Jackrabbit and whoever's inside that van. You get a license? Partial. Maybe our friend Jack knows who they were. I think he's more interested in pouring wine down the front of your blouse. Ha. You ladies ready for more wine? I was born for action. No, not yet. I'm still drying out from the last bottle. Who are those guys cruising by you outside? Cruising by me? Never saw them. They seemed pretty interested. Forget them. Emilio would want me to make up for my foolish act and give you a bottle of your choice. Well, in that case, we'll have your best red. But only if you sit and join us. Great. I'll be careful this time. I knew you could do it. Just like an old pro, huh? Mr. Abbott! What are you doing? That's a special bottle of a Greddy Dragon's blood. Is there a problem? We asked him to sit with us. Well, no. I'll add the wine to your bill. 
As for him, I have tasks for him to do over here. Emilia would want the wine to be on the house for our special guests, wouldn't she? Why, you... You girls in berserkly for a fling after you check this place out, or can anyone join the party? (laughs) (laughs) Two in the morning and no more rain. Looks like we made it through another one. I'd go downstairs and get some sleep, but I don't want to disturb our sleeping voodoo queen. You ever going to get to the pinky ring? You sure you don't have any weed? And don't worry, I'm getting to the ring. And the murder. The whole story. Patience. The voodoo queen brings back memories of my youth. Then the night is still young. Or is it the early morning? One of you three cells has got to work. The storm is over. I just met this Berkeley weirdo, but I need somebody to help me with the guy that was poisoned by Tabasco. I know it's two in the morning. I'll call him again to make sure. After the roads are clear, we'll hit Avery Island. Finally. Hello? Mr. Abbott? Yeah, it's me. Still awake. It's two o'clock. I just want to make sure you're still going with me to solve the taster's murder. By poison Tabasco? Yes. At least that's what everyone's been led to believe. It really does sound interesting. Right now I'm focused on an experience I had with garlic. Why not Tabasco? Good. I'll pick you up at dawn. you have a joint or two? I might have some weed in my glove compartment. That'll definitely make my day. Goodbye, Mr. Abbott. See you soon. That was your stripper friend again, about the Tabasco and that dead guy. She's a lawyer, too. One of French Quarter's best. Never thought Tabasco could kill you. I never eat anything without it. Sort of like your garlic lady. Come on, Jack, the ring. Okay, okay. That night, undercover and all, was a long one. I was tired. I went back to my apartment in Berkeley. Enthused about writing, first time in a while. I stared at my laptop, sipping the expensive red wine I'd lifted from Giardini Dalio. Winston, go outside. Give me a breather. (laughs) Not bad. I'll apologize to the cheap red later. Bonnie Brown, special agent and her sidekick. Hmm. Might make a great novel. What the? 3.30? Charland, what in the... Now? Help? Maybe he's found a clue?
I hate riding at night. Never know what the cars are gonna do. What's that at the pier? Police cars? Flashing lights? I'd better ditch the bike and pretend I'm out for an early morning stroll. You can't go out there, Jack. What the? What? Sergeant Willie! I might have known you'd show up. Always looking to get yourself involved in police cases you have no business being involved in. Hey, can't I go for a walk on the pier in the early morning like I always do? It is a free country, last time I heard. Especially in Berkeley. So, what's going on? There's been a death. A homicide? I guess it's safe to say yes, since the poor fat bastard was gutted like a pig from his groin to his Adam's apple. He even had a big hunk of garlic stuck in his mouth, like he was ready for the barbecue. Strangest thing I have ever seen. But this is Berkeley. What exactly are you doing here, Jack? Wouldn't want to discuss it over coffee, would you? Actually, that sounds great. Let me make sure they don't need me here anymore. Sergeant Willie, get me a muffin on your way in. I left my wallet at home. So, what were you doing out on the pier this morning? What happened out there anyway? I assume it was the dead guy who called me. Rodney Churland. <sighs> We've had him shot up, stabbed, body parts chopped off, but never carved up like this. So, when I check his cell, I'm going to find he called you earlier. What's going on, Jack? I got this visit from Amelia Franconi two nights ago about someone trying to kill her for not tending to her garlic. She showed us the note. A prank. She didn't show you a handkerchief with a bloody message on it. We all know Amelia. Always suspicious, always someone after her recipes. She was seriously worried, Willie, and asked if I would go undercover in her restaurant last night working with the dead guy. We were there until after midnight. You and Mr. Barbecue were together until midnight last night? Did you learn anything useful? Not really. I did hook up with two special agents. You met Brown and her partner? Jack, Bonnie Brown has killed several dozen bad guys and her partner a few dozen more. The sommelier was a little strange, but the girls cleared him. So, is that all you have to tell me? Nothing else? Jack! Come on. There's got to be more. Your detective mind. What else? No, nothing else. Have you told Amelia about Sherland? Maybe I should talk to her first. Do what you want, but be careful. Looks like there's a lot going on. Sherland was a deadbeat detective. We never could figure out how we made any money. Could be connected to bad guys somehow. Here you go, Winston. You threw the muffin I bought you out the door to your dog? Winston's hungry. The gull he had his eyes on flew off. Oh, I spent my hard-earned money on a dog treat. I'll make sure he knows it was from you. Say, you gonna march with the naked people? <laughs> you don't want me to embarrass you now, do you? I have some extra oversized maroon ribbons.
Well, look who's here, Winston. Hey, remember me? Minus the mustache, glasses, and wig? Of course. Who's your friend? This is Winston. Best friend a man could have. Most of the time. I had a bulldog once. You could smell Buster for miles. Same. Say, Amelia inside, gotta give her some bad news. She is, and if you're talking about the detective, we just told her. I don't know if his murder was a message to her or a warning for the president. I was going to look around Trillin's place. Wanna come? You bet. There's just one problem. Pile him in back. Susanna's going to stay and check a few things. You right up front with me. He gets real stirred when he rides. That's his house. Come on, Jack. Let's have some fun. I warned you the car jiggling would be a problem. It's a government car. Told you. Just like Buster. Makes me homesick. Are you sure about this? Don't you need a warrant or something? I have one in my back pocket. Take a peek. Holy moly! Is that for real? That's my friend Johnson, and he's very real. Come on, Bunny. Last night you said you were built for action. I want to see what you got. Someone ripped this place apart. Obviously looking for something. You check the kitchen, I'll handle the living room. What are we looking for? Whatever whoever was here before us was looking for. Look, outside. Someone's coming. Let's disappear in the bedroom. You have that big gun out. Is this going to be dangerous? The closet. And why take a chance? Johnson will take care of them, if we need him to. Shh. They're coming inside. Back up against the wall. Why are we back here? We didn't find anything the first time. The goods are here somewhere. The PI kept good records. The boss wants them found. He wants us to check everything again. I knew we shouldn't have killed him up like that. He would have told us. Look, just find the records. Behind me, the wall moved. Let me help. Inside and shut it. Check the closet again. Nothing. Just like before. Let's get out of here. The boss is gonna be pissed. Let him check the house himself. Come on. Let them leave. Find a light switch. There. Look! A computer and note cards. What do you suppose? These cards have names and credit card numbers. It looks like our guy was into credit card fraud. This close to a university with lots of mommies and daddies credit cards floating around. Makes sense. So that's it. Willie said he didn't know how Churland earned money. Now we know. Sounds like he did something that someone else didn't like. Fraud. It still doesn't explain why someone wants to kill Amelia. I don't know if there's a relationship between the two. Who knows? I'm here to make sure the restaurant is safe for the president and first lady. So far, this is just a bonus and the police can handle it. Let's get out of here before those guys come back again and Johnson has to step in.
starting to like this Bonnie Brown. Oh, she's real, all right. Really real. Gotta get ready to go soon. Your friend Nuke said the roads will be clear and she's going to be here in an hour or so. Jack, hurry then. The ring! Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was just enough time to get back to the apartment, put on my black suit, and get to Giardini Diallo to be the greeter. Thank God my girlfriend Doreen had agreed to watch Winston. A little port and a beef stick to nibble on to celebrate the possibility of publishing my first book would really hit the spot. If there was any room left on my credit card. Andronico's was across the street. Ah, yes, a few sips of my favorite tawny lifted to the sky, then back to earth to catch a killer, and finally have my title as the world's greatest unpublished mystery writer removed. Thank you, my man. Just a few more steps, then a mug of the grape. I know that car. It's the one that stopped the Churlin's house with those two guys. Get in the trunk! What? Help! He's the guy who spent a lot of time talking with that P.I. He knows something. At least that's what we'll tell the boss. What's going on? Inside a trunk? On top of a shovel? Help? Help? No one can hear me. Muffler's drowning me out anyway. Where are those agents when I need them? Help! Help! I'm going to be dead. Just like Turland. I don't feel any garlic to stuff in my mouth. My port. And a beefsteak. Why waste a couple of good bottles? That is the taste I was looking forward to. Not in this position, but the taste is really good. Here's to my dearly departed Betty, my daughter Jill, and Winston. Here's to the naked people, Berkeley and Weed. It wasn't supposed to be like this. I love everybody. We're stopping. One last pull, and a bite. Jill, I hope you find a rich guy to marry someday. Maybe we should drive around some more, in case anyone spotted us. No one saw us up in the woods. Get him out and do him. I say let's wait until dark. The boss is supposed to fly in tonight. We need to get this done and pick him up. I say we wait. The boss usually takes a limo anyway. He wouldn't be caught dead in this old beater. I say wait, too. There's still some port left. Look, he's drinking booze and eating a mushroom. What the hell else does he have in that sack? Another bottle. Let's drink the dead man's booze and throw that mushroom away. Let me sit up and I'll join you. Only if you tell us where the detective's records are. Before we kill you. No idea what you're talking about. Come on now. We saw you with him last night at the restaurant. We also saw you at the pier talking to the police after we got the pig ready to cook in hell. Is that what the garlic was for? You guys aren't trying to kill Amelia Franconi too, are you? 
Who's Amelia Franconi? She's famous for her garlic. Someone's trying to kill her. I thought using the garlic was sending her a message. Look, all we want is the records Cherlin was holding back from the boss. The garlic? That was because of our Hawaiian roots. I have no idea what you're talking about. But since you're going to kill me, why not one last pull of the fruit of the gods? <laughs> and why waste it on you? Thought I might ask. You realize you'll be murdering the only one who can make you famous by writing a dynamite mystery novel with you as the modern-day Bonnie and Clyde? Dillinger. How about Dillinger? Yes, I can make you guys more famous than Dillinger, Machine Gun Kelly, Butch Cassidy, and the Sundance Kid. Give him one last pull for trying to live. Give him the bottle. You know, you're one of the nicest guys we've ever whacked. I think it's dark enough now. Leave some for me. Toss it in the bushes. Time for him to dig his own grave. You know, they have rules in Berkeley about littering. And drinking in the park, too. Who are you two? Let's just say we're Jack's friends. The one you intend to plant. The FBI on the back should give you a clue. Our pistols say you better get ready to be planted beside him. Looks like we have you outgunned. I don't know about that. The four of us can probably take care of you punks and plant you instead. Four? This is my friend Johnson. He's oversized and real fast. And you'll be dead before you can pull a trigger on one of those pop guns. I ain't ever seen a gun like that before. Well, are you boys gonna go to the dance or take a rain check? Drop your weapons! Now! Okay. Okay. Take him away! You girls found me! You didn't think we'd leave you at the mercy of those thugs, did you? We saw them look at you last night and thought they might have spotted you elsewhere. You were never out of our sight. Under surveillance? I never knew. There's a lot about being a special agent you don't know. We do what we can to protect our friends. Like the President? And Jack R. Abbott. I'm alive, but I'm sure I've lost the opportunity to have a book published. I have no leads, no idea who threatened poor Amelia. That's all taken care of. While you and I were hanging out in Cherlin's closet, Suzanne did a little exploring. Found out that her fanatical gardener put those notes around to scare absent-minded Amelia into taking care of her garlic. It seems he's tired of being her caretaker, too. We told Amelia you solved the mystery and asked us to follow through. You mean it was a hoax? Just like Sergeant Willie said? Yes, but because of you, we solved another problem. Amelia said she was going to publish your first novel as a reward. Jack, you're magnificent. Well, come to think of it, <laughs> maybe I am. Thanks for the ride after all that excitement. It's been a pleasure. Jack, the pleasure has been all ours. Say, I have this ring. Here, wear it. If you ever need any help or get into any trouble you can't handle, push the stone three times and I'll come to the rescue. The only ring I ever wore was my wedding ring, but if you insist... It's got a GPS transmitter inside. I'll know it's you no matter where I am. Remember, three times. Gee, maybe I should push it now. I'm sure Doreen is angry. Jack, only when you get in trouble you can't handle. 
I left Winston with her. She may use me for shark bait after this. Only trouble you can't handle. And, from what we've seen, women are no problem for Jack our Abbot. See you again sometime. What a stud. Solved two crimes and I'll have a mystery published. Only, what'll it be? I know, murder by garlic. <laughs> yes! Mr. Mayor, I'm getting into my car right now on my way to Avery Island to see what's going on. I'm taking my new secret weapon with me. I've been told there'll be new cleared bottles of Tabasco in all our establishments by noon. There's really no need to go anymore. Everything's been taken care of. I'm going out there anyway. They want help finding out how the taster died and who killed him. Definitely a client in the offing. Be careful and bring me back some of the new stuff. I hear it'll take the skin right off your tongue. Might try some myself. Ciao. So that's the story of the ring. Oh, did the story end? Along with the hurricane. I gotta go to the museum and see somebody. I knew my doll would stop the storm. Bye, Mr. Abbott and Mr. Munch. <laughs> Thanks for letting me stay. Can you tell me the rest of the story later? Sure. Bye. How do you feel? Are you back to reality now? Yeah, and ready to write. So that thing is a GPS? You punch it and she shows up. Go ahead. I want to meet this Bonnie Brown and her partner. <laughs> Only for emergencies. I gotta be careful. You know, I do suddenly have this urge to write, but Nuke will be here shortly. You'll check on Winston until I get back, right? His treats are in the cupboard. No problem. See you later, Jack. Now, refill my mug and write, write, write. Yes, keyboard, my friend, you've been waiting for me. First, take off the ring so it's not in the way. There I was, kidnapped and in the trunk of a derelict sedan driven by two hoodlums, lying on top of a shovel to dig my own grave, sipping on expensive port, when, all of a sudden... Jack! Tabasco! From the files of Jack R. Abbey, Murder by Garlic was written by Jack McLaughlin, directed by James Devereaux Lewis, and produced by Mark Helton, James Devereaux Lewis, Joe Bly, Scott Young, Dee Beardsley, and Jack McLaughlin. Sound engineering and effects were provided by Joe Bly. Original music was created by Louis Palfrey. The cast included Connor Howard as Jack R. Abbott, Tyrus Rayner as Munch, Bayus Luner as Amelia, Carrie Hampton as Bonnie, Justina Page as Sheets, Quinn Cavarada Jenkins as Clement, Amber Bosworth as Nuke, James Devereaux Lewis as the Reverend Weeks, Mike Kelly as Guido, 
Rhonda Goldstein as Cecilia, Remy Savard as Sherlin, Joe Bly as Sergeant Willie, Brian Murphy as Jeremy, Michael Aftius as Thug Number One, Tara Eon as Thug Number Two, Robert Niedermeyer as the Mayor, and I'm your announcer, Mark C. Helton. This episode was produced by KNBC 95.1 FM and 97 to Now Productions. Tune in soon for another episode of From the Jack R. Abbott Files.